0: Everyone and welcome to the season finale of She's an Artist. You may notice there's no music playing in the background. I thought I'd start off just uh, talking to you guys. I just wanted to thank everyone who subscribes, to everyone who listens each week. It means a lot to me. I have a lot of fun doing this and I started all of this because I think it's so important that women artists tell their stories and make their stories heard and i hope i've accomplished that so far so this will be the last episode of the season uh i'll be giving you guys more episodes in the fall so don't worry i'm not gone forever so yeah i really hope you guys enjoy this week's episode so without any further ado i hope you enjoy and welcome to the season finale of She's an Artist. This week, I'm here with someone super duper extra special, Amy Lee Pearsall. Amy Lee has been acting here in New York City for many, many years. She's a pro, she's a veteran, she's done it all. I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story and hear what she's all about. So, thank you so, so much for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Brown, and this is She's an Artist. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to She's an Artist. I'm here with the fabulous, amazing Amy Lee Pearsall. Sup? You're great. <laughs> <laughs> So Amy does everything. You're a multi hyphenate human, like we all are, pretty much. I do some things. You do a lot of things. I do some things. But acting's like your first love. Um,
1: sort of. Yeah, I know. You're like it it is, right? Yeah. That's that's how most of of your audience probably knows me. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I I got uh, my start as an actor when I was 11, but I actually got started as a writer when I was in the third grade. I tried oh, wow. to, uh, tried to start a school newspaper in the third grade. And my teacher didn't know what to do with me, which, uh, then made me feel that I had no voice. And then I got pushed into drama class when I was, uh, 11 because all the popular girls were taking it and I of course oh. wanted to be a popular girl Of and then course. the next year all the popular girls left and took Spanish and I stayed in drama yes. and still don't know any Spanish
0: <laughs> me either and we live in Washington Heights I feel like that's kind of important we
1: live in Washington Heights I grew up on the border I am ashamed to yeah. everybody aren't the you from El Paso shouldn't you be mm-hmm. like yeah my, my, my parents both still live in El Paso my mm-hmm. kid sister lives in Austin and mm-hmm. I Mm -hmm. live in Washington Heights and I have no damned excuse, but yo no hablo espanol, donde esta el baño. Um,
0: (laughs) And that is (laughs) all I got. Do do your parents and your sister, are they fluent or not? No. Not at all? No. My my
1: sister and I, we both studied French in school. She went on to study Italian and was in Italy for some time. Oh, wow. Um, In fact, when my Sicilian grandmother passed, she did her eulogy. In Italian. Oh, my god. And everybody cried around me, and nobody else knew what she was saying. Um, But (laughs) that that is my life in in multiple languages
0: I love it. My life just has one, a little bit of Hebrew. (laughs) I can speak a little bit, but I can only ask for falafel and And, watermelon. And
1: also, you are in Washington Heights. I am in Washington.
0: Well, yeah. There are sections of it where it is still... You know, oh, yeah. Ooh. I'll walk
1: down Broadway and I'll hear the Hebrew and Russian oh, and, yeah. of course, the
0: Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I heard German the other day, which was no fascinating. No way. Yeah. But anyways, more <laughs> about you and, like, your <laughs> blossoming, amazing career that you've had. Hey, <laughs> yeah, blossoming, amazing. Yeah. I mean, you've done a lot. Like, looking at your resume, ah. you have, like... A substantial amount of theater and film. Yeah,
1: I've been uh, I've been dabbling in the indie theater community since two thousand and seven, which is when I hooked up with Wide Eyed Productions. Mm-hmm. I was actually in their very first production. We did the Medea many, many years ago. Ooh. It was at that point in time the Richmond Shepherd Theater. I don't know what it is now. I think before that it was an earlier iteration of Dixon Place. Yeah, like the Vineyard, I want to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so anyway, yeah, White-Eyed celebrated their 10th last year. Um, we are getting ready to kick off our White-Eyed Wink staged reading series, season 5. Um, yes. Which I think is this Tuesday, March 13th. I'm not sure when this is going to air. Um, but we're doing a once-monthly staged reading series uh, starting March, running through June... Uh, Called the Winks Amendment Project. So Mm -hmm. they are uh, new works inspired by uh, some of our more prevalent amendments. Uh, This Mm -hmm. month we're going to be talking about the Second Amendment.
0: Whoa, okay. Hot topic right (laughs) now. Hot topic. Very, very hot topic. And
1: uh, we'll be augmenting that, accessorizing, um, with a uh, post it public art project, uh, where we're going to be posting notes of support for the Parkland students, the hashtag never again movement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, well, I will be, uh, since I run wide eyed social, I'll be taking photographs of the post-its and running those on our Instagram, uh, at symbol wide eyed NYC, uh, in the days leading up to the March for our lives, which I want to say is more twenty-four. Thank you very yep. much. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on there. And we have our next uh, full production. God, I don't know if I can talk about this yet. I'm not sure if the the contract is signed yet. But I will tell you, he is one of New York's most beloved indie theater playwrights and actors. Uh, he was in Lick Spittles with me. Maybe not giving too much away there.
0: I know who it is. Um,
1: but uh, it's it's a fantastic play. But I'm, I'm again not really sure how much I can talk about it because I don't I know. It no, you can. I might. <laughs> no, you can't. You
0: Because I uh, I don't
1: know if the ink is dry yet, um. and and we got some things to work out. Mm. And uh, I think we'll just be I want to say we're workshopping it for the next year because our next. We've got a short production kind of based on what comes out of the uh, Amendment Wink series. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, we're calling it the First Amendment Project, which I think we're going to be running in September or October, but that time period leading up to midterms, uh, just because we were talking before we started taping about... um, You know, some of the uh, elections that are going on right now, including my hometown house rep, Beto O'Rourke. What? Represent! Who is going head-to-head against Teddy Cruz? Womp womp. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. I think Beto has got the cojones to make it happen. Again, there I am throwing down with the Spanish. Yes!
0: We'll throw it in a little (laughs) bit. You know, we'll (laughs) throw it in here and there. Add some spice, add exactly. some culture to this very white apartment it, right now. Oh my gosh. But uh yeah, if if anybody out
1: there is, is listening and and you don't know who Beto O'Rourke is and for whatever reason Texan Politics is fascinating to you. Please <laughs> look up Beto O'Rourke. He, mm-hmm. is a, he is a good egg and a former punk rocker. Oh. Um, but, but beyond that, he is a fantastic politician and a wonderful representative for the state of Texas. So check him out.
0: Yes, donate to his campaign. Oh, God.
1: I am. I'm throwing money at him.
0: Oh, yeah, right? Not Manian. not a lot,
1: but I am. I'm like, monthly ching. I'm like, for you, Beto. Yes.
0: <laughs> I do think I have one listener in Texas. Hey! So who, if you're listening from Texas... Uh, Thank you. If you're listening <laughs> in New you. York, which most of you are, donate to his campaign. Please. You please know? do.
1: Because he uh, he's, uh, he's a good egg. He yeah. Will, he, will, he will make you almost proud again in the state of Texas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's been, you know, especially ever since Harvey Weinstein, which mm. happened, when was that? October, yeah. I want to say. God, hey. it feels so much more raw it's, than that. See, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean... As, unfortunately, as women in the entertainment business You know, we've both been subjected to a lot of things that, you know, are not okay And I just wanted to get your take, like, why do you think this is all happening now? Why do you think it's such a hot topic now as opposed to maybe five years ago When we still knew it was happening But now, like, you're seeing more and more actors and maybe even some actresses getting accused or you know being persecuted for acting this way
1: yeah this is a a really fantastic question and Mm -hmm. i don't have an answer for it um because there there were a couple years ago what was one of the one of the wonderful arquettes that i can never she
0: what did she win for Oh, um, Patricia.
1: Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, she
0: won for Boyhood. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, she made a wonderful speech and all about how women needed uh, equal pay, equal representation. And, you know, Meryl liked it. Uh, Ugh, J-Lo no. was feeling it. But I don't really think there were a lot of other people watching, um, either in that audience or at home, who really understood that there is still a, a disparity um, in, ter- in the way that women are represented uh, within the industry, and, and also just outside of the industry, how, how yes, women are treated. Um, so in terms of why now, um,
0: yeah. This, right? this is a
1: great question from Ronan, well, yeah, right? Ronan Farrell. Let's now? ask
0: Ronan Farrell What? What do you think? What do you think, Ronan Farrell? Your asshole of a dad.
1: Exactly. well, and that's the other thing was, yeah. you know, and and I mean he doesn't lie it's a well known fact that he's not a, a big fan of Woody, but oh, you know, when he went gunning, he maybe he just decided he would he would let his sister do the dirty work. But, yeah. you know, he he went gunning for Harvey. Um and, you know, um Good for him. The sad thing is really, it took another man taking another man down, you know. It's, yeah, of it's, course. You know, because how many women, you know, but Ashley Judd and everybody else, you know, just, just talking about... Oh, him. yeah,
0: just, you know.
1: But, yeah. you know, and Asia Argento, and, you know, it's just... Uh, I don't know. There isn't a a quicker, a dirty. uh, Oh yeah, straight answer. answer, Yeah. I mean,
0: I've always, you know, I, you know, my mom, especially and my sister, they've gone through things, and they're not even in the entertainment industry, and they have a me too story. You know, it's, it's, it's astonishing to me to know that it's gone on this long, but at the same time uh we're always told to just keep it to ourselves yeah you just you know you
1: you tap it down and and there are you know like the one thing that that could probably that that i i know does Mm -hmm. you know fall under things that i have personally experienced Mm -hmm. you know it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, did i invite this Mm -hmm. you know and um and it's and that wasn't and it, well, you know that wasn't even a, a business thing. That was just a personal relationship mm-hmm. thing, um, you know. And it's it's just. I, I think it's hard sometimes to. Uh, I don't know, man. It's
0: it's just a it's just a rough. It's a rough thing. Oh yeah, of course. So on a lighter note, mm. on a little happier note, you know, you do have a very eclectic career. <laughs> you do really. I mean, you've done like. Comedies, dramas. I, I do I'm some grateful. stuff. You do some. I, so, do you have like a specific genre that you feel like empowers you oh, or more? Or God, that you no. feel like. No. You
1: know, it's it's funny that you asked that because mm-hmm. Re- My, Mac Rogers is, has basically told me I am the queen of of uh, Greek drama Um, (laughs) well you did play uh, Medea Medea I played Hecuba Um, yeah so basically if there's a a Greek play whether or not it regards uh, or requires a mask I I always seem to be in the mix on that Mm -hmm. Um, but no I I love your ridiculous slapstick romantic comedy nonsense Mm -hmm. Uh, the last year has found me dabbling much more in independent film yes Um, and I've you know played your comedic relief as often as i have played your terrible sadistic government agent oh yeah um, <laughs> well
0: you just did that movie guilty that was guilty. yes so do you prefer film over theater right now or do you kind of have love for both of oh them? my god you know i
1: i love them both for very different reasons mm-hmm. um i think i always wanted to be a film actor when i first started out because again i I grew up in el paso and there really wasn't a lot of theater Mm -hmm. um we did have the the community theater out there and fun story the uh i am still in contact with my junior high drama teacher on facebook and a kid who was in that class with me Mm -hmm. uh denny who now goes by kovar kovar mcclure He's out in L.A., and he is also an actor. And there was a commercial that ran a couple of years ago at one of the Super Bowls where the kid was dressed up as Darth Vader, and he was trying to make the car turn on, and the dad turned it on, and that, well, Denny slash cover yeah. played play the dad I'm like must be nice Yeah, getting right? a Super Bowl commercial <laughs> um, but yeah we're, we're both still in contact with our junior high drama teacher oh wow um, but yeah you know there wasn't that much theater out in far far west Texas so uh, I was basically raised on classic films a lot of classic films because yeah. there were VH, VHS tapes oh yes really, before even Blockbuster we were um, going to the strange little local store Mm -hmm. and you would have
0: the rewind machine that you put it in oh yes oh yeah yeah. we're old i am feel old now (laughs) before like blu-ray and streaming i (laughs) have
1: just dated myself horribly but yeah that that (laughs) happened that was something that we did and uh yeah i just i always fell in love with those super duper close-ups where you could count everybody's pores and it was just um yeah that was kind of some that was it that was the thing for me um but i really i just there's nothing like live theater because you have that immediate connection with the audience oh yeah and you can tell <laughs> as any actor will tell you oh the house is terrible house oh my god it. House, is, house thinks we're sucking. <laughs> But, you know, every oh, now and then you're like, somebody's sniffing house
0: left and it is the most beautiful thing. Yep. They were really feeling my monologue. So, uh. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, like, literally word for word things I've heard from my actors. The house sucks. The house is so great. Are... How many people are in the How house? How many people are there?
1: <laughs> is my friend there? <laughs>
0: He's like, is my, I don't know. Is the
1: agent I invited there? I can tell you now, no, no, the agent that you invited is, is not, not there. Here. Nope. They um, are somewhere else man. doing other things. God, I yeah. have been trying. That's really been the focus of the last two months, is just been trying, because I'm without representation at mm-hmm. this point in time. And uh, as, as anybody who has just tried to make a living as an actor will tell you, it is not a cakewalk trying to get seen by a casting director without representation. Oh, so of course.
0: It's not a fun thing. No,
1: no. It is it is one of those joyless tasks um, where you're like, why, why am I doing this to myself again? But, uh, <laughs> but it's necessary but, evil. Hey, necessary evil.
0: But, you know, I, I think, uh, especially in this industry, you know, we're told that, like, once you have certain things. Oh, yeah. Everything will open up, but at the same time, I feel like there's people out there, even with agents who aren't working. Yeah. No, that's a load of bullshit. Oh, yeah. Of (laughs) course. Yeah. (laughs) Like, people think, you know, like, once I get this, or once I get this, it'll be okay, and it's like, so much of this industry has to do with non-linear success. It's so
1: non-linear. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, you can be at the top of the top, and then be back, waiting in line to audition. Like, that's... uh, that's just how this all works, yeah. you know. And so much of it depends on luck, and so much of it is just like who you know. Yes. And I think people forget that a lot. Yeah. It's a lost yeah. cause, and especially you know, like Frances McDormand. Yeah. McDermott. Yes. And McDormand. Yes. McDormand. Yes. Yes, and that in her Oscar speech when she said uh, inclusion rider, yes. like that was the like. And I then had everybody never heard
1: had of it. to go look. Well, oh, she yeah. She had never heard
0: it. Yeah, she had never heard of it in her thirty years, and like. You know, as someone who's done films, have you ever... Ha- like, did you know you had that option or no? Because no. I didn't know. No. Yeah. And what would that... So, for anyone who doesn't know, inclusion writer means that you can have a waiver, I guess, right? In mm-hmm. your contract mm-hmm. that is it guaranteed... Re- like,
1: a re- it requires a certain percentage, I think, of, of the people who are involved in the crew mm-hmm. and perhaps also in the cast uh, to, uh, to be
0: diverse okay and does that mean that like is that a contingency of you getting hired is that like if you are you like oh if yeah you it's want like me, you if, have if you this? want me you have
1: to do this oh as far as okay. i understand it oh wow of course i'm i'm not such an
0: a-lister <laughs> that you know they're like girl, all right princess. Bit, look out for amy because she's like <laughs> i'm serious you never know girl one day you're here, the next day you're there.
1: Yeah, I'll be like, I was I was just on the She's an Artist podcast. Yeah. hey, you never you, know. You want, you want an answer to this interview <laughs> question? Maybe you should go re-listen to that episode. Yes, I hope so. Well,
0: hopefully, <laughs> do you think that, you know... Cause even um, at the Oscars, I know I'm talking about them. They're like the highest, whatever. Sure. But from then even to the Frigid Festival that I just right, um, it was surprisingly woman heavy as far as uh, the tech side. I'm delighted. You know, I feel like we don't really see a lot of no, we don't. You see, you know, obviously for Best Supporting Actress or Actress, that's obviously all women. It's a woman's category, but you know. Greta Gerwig was the only woman director nominated this year. And we had our
1: one cinematographer.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I feel like people don't talk about off screen as much as they talk about on screen, as far as having more women and more diversity.
1: No, I agree. Which.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, I've also... And you've probably noticed this, too, in indie theater. I feel mm. like there's way more of a woman presence than there oh, is in Oh, golly, yes.
1: Golly, yes. Um, you know, even in Wide in day we've got... Uh, one of our lighting designers is mm-hmm. a female... We're, like, largely female-driven. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... Well,
0: because you're getting yeah. different perspectives. Yeah. It helps to tell a different story, right. I guess. Yeah. Right. I mean... And do you feel like there's more of a woman presence in the arts community now than maybe when you first started, or has it not? I I think that there
1: has always been a very strong female presence. Mm -hmm. The question is who is actually getting hired to do the job.
0: Mm hmm
1: And, um... Who they trust. Who who, who they trust. And, uh, you know, especially, golly, especially in film. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Just from the cruise, I'm, there it is. It has gotten more diverse um, ethnically, and and also you know just in terms of the female to male ratio. But uh, yeah, it's still just male heavy, male heavy. And you know, as long as you do a great job, that that really you know I'm I'm a big fan of people who know what they're doing and oh, they're doing course. it well. But it strikes me that there have got to be a, a fair number of. Uh, of, of ladies and people of color who could do the job as well, if perhaps not better, yeah. um, than the, um, I'm sure, capable
0: male that they Yeah, have. of course. I think it's all about casting a wider net. I, yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, so what do you have coming up? What's on your plate? What irons do you have <laughs> in your fire of fabulous? Oh, my God. <laughs> what am I doing?
1: Um, wide-eyed, of course. We've got our uh, amendment stage Readings coming up, the the White Eyed Winks, and uh, that starts March 13th, and you can find out more about that on Facebook uh, and also our website, www.wideeyedproductions.com. As for me, Amy Lee Pearsall, that is also my website, Amy Lee Pearsall, P-E-A-R-S-A-L-L com. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Mm -hmm. anima sola arts uh my big project right now uh is uh yeah i've got some some buddies who uh (laughs) talked me into which is a nice way of saying threatened my life (laughs) into uh joining patreon so uh that is basically a, a membership platform where you as as a fan of my work can come on and uh Graciously and generously throw one dollar a month or more if you so uh So desire for, uh, uh, there are like rewards and things. It's kind of like a crowdfunding thing. Only you're crowdfunding me and my career and and you're you're basically being a patron of the arts. Like you used to be back in the day when Gertrude Stein would hold the salons in her living room. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So like I'm posting recipes, I've got beta readers, I'm getting ready to drop, uh, chapters of my, whatever what I affectionately refer to as my shitty romance novel.
0: Oh, um, yeah, we're, okay. i are gonna stop dropping
1: uh, chapters of those to my beta readers in the next month um, because they've just... I've, I've got four first drafts of novels sitting in Dropbox right now. Mm-hmm. and it's and, and the only reason why they're in Dropbox is because I lost my fifth novel when my hard drive crashed and I did not have a backup. So my very first novel that I wrote is gone. Uh, which is okay because it was a piece of shit,
0: but I'm sure, uh, man, I'm sure it was great. <laughs> we are harshest critics. Everyone remember that? No, no, no man, it was a piece of shit. <laughs> um, but I've got four others that
1: I am uh, that are in various states of uh, being worked on, so I need to start cranking that out. And that's really been the big project mm-hmm. uh, for the last couple of months when everyone's like what are you working on right now which is everybody's favorite and least favorite question oh yeah i hate it but and I love i'm like well i'm writing something right now and you can't see it so oh, it bad. may as well not exist oh yeah <laughs>
0: of course when you're like i'm working on this
1: am, but... i'm working on this thing in my house in my sweats while i eat crunchy things I mean, yeah. um, but because you can't come see it in a theater it means i'm not working right now so yeah that's that's how that works
0: i know how that works it's fine well thanks a million times over for being here well thank you everyone for listening and we'll catch you in the next one bye bye hey everyone thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of she's an artist if you want you can subscribe to me on itunes and on soundcloud until then keep creating and keep telling your stories and have a great day